Welcome to The Nonprofit Voice, a podcast series brought to you by Nonprofit Pro, the go-to resource for nonprofit management and strategy. In each episode, we're going to sit down with leaders of nonprofit organizations, the people responsible for paving the way for our sector, along with key technology strategy partners who are transforming our industry. Here at the Nonprofit Voice, we'll have refreshing conversations in which we will all learn more about the convergence of nonprofit and technology. Be sure to follow us on social media and visit our website to find more episodes of the Nonprofit Voice. And you can download all of the Nonprofit Voice episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. We will have all the links down below. Hi, welcome back to the Nonprofit Voice. I'm Amanda Cole, the Editor-in-Chief of Nonprofit Pro and host of today's episode. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, where we were discussing developing effective messaging to maximize fundraising. Here today is Jacqueline House, Director of Philanthropy at Safe Children Coalition in Saratosa, Florida, and Tracy Vanderdeck, President of Philcom, a training and consulting firm for nonprofits. Welcome, Jacqueline and Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get started, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and your organizations? Sure. As you mentioned, my name is Jacqueline House. I actually had a title change since we sent that to you. So it's Vice President Communications and Community Engagement, which also includes fundraising. I work for Safe Children Coalition, which is the lead community-based care agency in Sarasota, Manatee, and DeSoto counties, which means we contract with the state of Florida to provide foster care and adoptions. Uh, We're the only agency that that does that in our area. And we also provide prevention and diversion programs as well as some prevention social service programs. We serve over 9,000 children a year. And when you multiply that by their families, we're touching the lives of thousands of children and families every year. And I am Tracy Vanderneck. I am lucky enough to get to work with Jacqueline sometimes. Uh, my company is called Philcom, which is where philanthropy and communications meet. Um, I work with nonprofits around the globe on improving fundraising and governance so that they can deliver on their missions the best way possible. Okay, great. Let's, let's start talking about messaging then. So just to start things off, to create um, a consistent message for nonprofits, what does the organization need to have in place first to kind of even get started on that path? I think organizations need to know who they are. Uh, You know, uh, there's so much noise and chatter online and in our world that we need to be able to speak with a singular voice about who we are, what we do, our mission, our goals, and our values, and who we serve. And we need to be on the same page in all of our different departments with representatives in the community who talk about who we are and what we do so that we're all saying the same thing. We may say it differently because we operate on different planes within the organization, but essentially we need to be able to speak with one voice so that the public, and we have different publics, right, is always focused on the mission and and what we do and how we deliver that. And, uh, to add to that, one of the, the most important tools or, or a great tool to help with that is to have a case for support, which is definitely something that all nonprofit organizations should have to describe their reason for being. Why, why do you exist? What problem do you, or issue do you address? Um, how do you address it? And what do you need in terms of financial resources to make it happen? So that can be for the organization as a whole, but then 
additionally can help you tell the story if you have a specific campaign going like a capital campaign. Okay, and, and should this be a single person kind of spearheading this? Or I know you mentioned like every different department might have like a different variation. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? I think depending on your organization and how big your organization happens to be, my organization is 300 people in different departments and different uh, roles in the community, that it's a little difficult for one person to handle all of that, but there should be singular direction. So there should be a communication across the organization about who we are and what we do and sharing that case for support and and in my case, um, it's my job to help people understand how to deliver that. So I might be walking alongside them to help them understand how to deliver that message and the certain key um, areas that we want to emphasize. But I think it involves everybody within the organization versus one person holding that responsibility. Absolutely. And and I think key talking points are very important. Somebody in Jacqueline's position in communications and fundraising or or and along with the executive director would likely be the ones that would craft a message for key talking points that then are disseminated to the board of directors, other staff, high level volunteers, so that, as Jacqueline said, everybody is sort of presenting the organization with one voice. Okay, let's let's get into a little more about what like those key talking points are and kind of look, what are the keys to creating that consistent message to maximize fundraising results? I think that key talking points are always who we are, what we do, who do we serve? What's our mission? What's our purpose for being here? What um, do we bring to the community that no other nonprofit brings? Just as we would be developing a business case for support, we wanna uh, talk about that niche of what makes us different because there's so much competition. And then knowing the audience that you're speaking to and having an opportunity to address what their concerns are. Some of our donors are concerned about impact. So we always wanna represent impact, whether that is how many lives we touch, how many lives we change. Um, they're con concerned about longitudinal data. How long have we been here? Um, how many lives have we touched over the time that we've been here? They're concerned about our history. Where did you come from? Where are you going? Um, and then they're also concerned about how we fit within the larger community. So we may have some talking points around how we fit and how we interact with other nonprofits who are also in the space of, of serving children. But one of the key areas that I'll, I've always found about messaging is listening to the person who we're trying to talk to. What do they care about? and then crafting our message around what they are interested in. And then also including some stories. Numbers are numbers, they're impressive, big numbers are impressive, but what it comes down to is helping that singular person or singular family that they can identify with through a story. And we might pepper in some of those stats um, in our stories, but what they're going to remember is not the stats. They're going to remember the stories. And Jacqueline makes a good point about listening to the people that um, we're communicating with to hear what their area of interest is so that um, we're able to be the conduit that helps those people who want to help um, know what the, the 
actual need is in what area in the community. So us telling the, our stories in a way that reaches the right audience each time is, is very important. Um, and it's also important to focus the message on, as Jacqueline said, the mission and how people can assist the mission and how lives are made better because of it, as opposed to focusing the language on our own organizations. It's the difference between saying, help us reach our goal and help the children at, that Safe Coalition works with find a forever home or whatever the message actually is. And I think it even goes one step beyond that, Tracy, in that I see nonprofits in the community as the hands and the feet. And then we have donors who have their own missions, their life missions, their passions. And so what we're doing is trying to find those people whose missions, their own personal missions matches our mission. They can't be the hands and the feet, but they can help us to be the hands and the feet. And I see that as the best of both worlds. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how we mentioned like a lot of you guys mentioned a lot of different things. How can nonprofits kind of balance all that when they are crafting their messaging? That's a great question. There's a lot to be balanced. I think listening is key. And I also think, um, as Tracy mentioned, the case for support after you've had kind of that listening exercise, whether that's through a survey, whether that's through actually interviewing some donors, is gathering all of that information in a succinct document that people can refer back to, that people can have kind of a, almost as a back pocket kind of cheat sheet that they can refer back to um, so that when they have an opportunity to speak to someone, they, they know what those talking points are. I also think it's important, um, Tracy mentioned board members, to actively train board members, whether that's a few minutes in each board meeting where you're talking about what are our talking points, how do we deliver them, actually having volunteers kind of role play, what would you say if you were in front of someone that you wanted to tell about your organization, and then having them to actively craft their own stories. So I'm giving you these bullet points. These are areas of our organization that you could talk about, but why are you involved? What's your story? Because they're going to feel more comfortable relaying their own story as it relates to my organization versus a story that I'm able to give them. Um, one of the things that we also do um, with each of our board members is we actually bring in a client to talk about their experience with our organization. So we're building on their ability to have a bank of experiences and stories that they're then able to relate to their network and the people that they think would want to know more about who we are and what we do. And that's a, that's a good point about having a bank of information that you can use for different audiences because you know we've talked so far about higher level audiences, your board of directors, face-to-face um, -face donors. But then if we look at segmenting data and the different channels of communication, we want to make sure that those, those main points that Jacqueline's talking about, we're using the right ones that are appropriate for each type of media channel, whether it's face-to-face, uh, -face, text, uh, email, social media, any of those things. We want to match 
the way that we present our messaging to that particular channel. Perfect. I, I did want to get into that a little bit, kind of delve into that a little more of like what um, for each channel, how can they kind of create that consistent message? But, you know, as you said, cater it to each individual channel. I think it's important to understand who uses which channel and who we're actually speaking to when we use that channel. I think, um, you know, as as I kind of look at those different channels and how we roll out campaigns, a campaign has a is a campaign, but the way we position it with each of those channels um, depends on who we're talking to. So we know Facebook is for kind of older, an older audience. So we might, and I'm in that audience. I'm in that audience. We might use some different language in how we present that. We know Twitter is quick, and that's a different audience. So we may present that differently with some hashtags that, um, you know, we want to reach specific people um, on that channel. So I think it's understanding who's on which channel, but the messages are interconnected. It's just the way that we present them and the way that we talk about them on each of those, those different channels. And it definitely all comes back to storytelling, as Jacqueline said earlier. It's all about storytelling and getting the mission across which can be hard to do in a certain number of characters. So it, it definitely dictates how and what you say, depending on what platform you are on. Some methods of communication that are still very effective are sending direct mail, following up with an email in that same campaign, hitting people possibly via text if um, that is the way that you've identified that they like to communicate. So looking in our databases and segmenting the data a little bit to find out, all right, how did this person come to us? Have they given to specific campaigns in the past? Do they interact with us most often on Facebook? Uh, and I will not address Jacqueline's comment <laughs> that it's usually for older uh older people, <clears throat> you know, it, so we, we want to know, we want to track and know those type of things about our different audiences so that we can be the, tell the most appropriate story about our mission there. Um, but it all definitely comes back to what Jacqueline said to begin with is just listening and paying attention to what the people that we're speaking with want, what their interests are, and then trying to match that with something in our organization. And if it doesn't match with something in our organization, we should have we should be good partners with the the nonprofits in the organization around us that we can introduce them to an organization that may be a great fit for them. And you know, I this is a good place to talk about balance, right? A lot of nonprofit shops unless you work with a university advancement team where everybody's specialized and everybody has their area. Some of us are spread across all areas. So it's wise to think about what you can do well and what mm, you just have to address to keep it on its track um, as we progress during the fundraising season. So you might not be able to do all the things that Tracy talked about. You might just pick one social media channel and that's the one you're gonna concentrate on. You might uh, be able to 
use something like a Hootsuite and you can get to all those channels, but you're not able to differentiate the message yet. So I think sometimes we have to be kind to ourselves and realize what our limitations are and do the piece that we can do this season and then make it a goal to concentrate on differentiation of another channel, maybe next season. Okay. And and are you, Jacqueline, doing any kind of unique messaging within a channel for different donor segments, like email perhaps or direct mail or something like that? So we do exactly what Tracy has talked about in that we do a direct mail. Then we also communicate on other channels about the direct mail that we sent you. We may take um, a piece of that story and elaborate on it. So it's a little different in the email than it was in the direct mail that went out. And then we would do a tweet uh, about something in that story that's shorter with some hashtags. Um, and so each channel may be a little different depending on the audience that we're speaking to. But I always feel like, um, you know, there's always room for improvement on, in all of those channels. And so I try to be kind to myself and my staff, um, knowing that we're a small department and making sure that we hit those channels and then we work on more differentiation the next time around. And then since it is that time of the year, I have to feel like I have to ask if there's any specific messaging tactics, whether it's call to action or anything like that, specific for year end that you guys do. Year end, of course, is the is the givingest. I hope I said that right. Givingest. I don't think it's a word, but I made it up. Uh, time of the year. <laughs> And um, the way that we position our nonprofit is each fiscal year, we, we have a theme that works throughout the entire fiscal year. And so we work with that theme during those different seasons. So it's easy for us to figure out what are the stories that we're going to craft around that theme. Um, we have we do something within our organization called a story slam because we are so big. And there's so many stories that happen um, within our organization. And I am communication and marketing and development. So I'm not in the field hands-on. So we really invite the people who are in the field to come and tell stories. Um, so we have um, it's a takeoff of the poetry slam. It's a story slam. So twice a year, we have a story slam where people can come in and they can share stories that have inspired them. And then we extrapolate from those stories, the story that we'll use for end of year. And we have several, you know, we have a bank of stories then that we can use and we can fit around that theme. We always try to be very cognizant that we're telling stories about people in addition to changing all the names. But I always, always go back to the person that told that story to make sure that I've kept the integrity of the story. And then also to make sure that, you know, do I have the sequence right? Is there something else that would be different here? Is there an additional component? Um, and then we use that throughout our end of year season uh, to, you know, strategize and craft our message. Awesome. Um, Tracy, are there any mistakes nonprofits tend to make um, when it comes to fundraising messaging, things that you would advise that you're constantly advising, like, don't do, please don't do that? <laughs> um, I would say the number one thing that smaller nonprofits uh, do is they, they don't ask or they don't ask enough um, that sometimes 
uh, what is it, uh, perfection gets in the way of good enough. You know, sometimes small nonprofits want to do everything so perfect and have the absolute right message that they almost paralyze the process and don't get that letter or that email out because they want it to go through so many approvals. Um, and it really is just important to get the message out. And then um, when you mentioned, Amanda, um, are, there, are there mistakes that nonprofits make? And I would say as long as you're sincere, it might not be a mistake, but it is important not to focus the language, as I mentioned before, on the nonprofit itself. It, we, we all know that we have to pay our electric bills and, and keep the AC running, obviously, since we're in Florida, but that isn't the compelling story. Um, so Jacqueline mentioned it earlier at the very beginning. She said, you have to know who you are. And that's absolutely true. Very often I will ask nonprofits, you know, who are they? Why do they exist? And, and what is the budget that's necessary to make their solution happen? And, and very often small and sometimes even mid-sized nonprofits don't have a good answer for that. So if you or people within your own organization can't quickly and succinctly answer, who are you, why do you do this, and what do you need to do it, then you need to go back and do some work on creating a case for support and understanding why your organization exists and what the strategy is for moving forward. If you know those things, and then your communications will be solid. And I think Tracy just kind of piggybacking off of what you said, sometimes there's such a uh, pressure to get out there and get it done that we don't take the time to build that foundation. True. The time that we take to build a good foundation is not wasted time. It is necessary time because once we build that good foundation, we know who we are. We know what our numbers are. We know our capacity. We've gathered our stories. We've got all these moving pieces in a strategy. Then we can hit the ground and go further than we would have if we had not taken that time. So I, I always encourage that the preparation time it's when we're putting in, you know, if you're building a building, you've got to put in the roads, you got to put in the pipes for the sewer, you got, and people don't always see that because it's not right. coming up out of the ground yet, but it's so necessary to do that foundational work so that once we are um, ready to go, we've got the right equipment to move forward and to be successful. Awesome. And then I was just going to end on kind of what can nonprofits do to see like to test to see whether their messaging is actually working and raising more money are there any specific data points or anything they should be looking at i think the ultimate test is if people respond uh, it, you know if your campaign is successful and you may have a couple different metrics uh, that you want to measure to see if a campaign is successful you know the the obvious one that everybody wants to look at is did we raise money did we hit our monetary goal but uh, did it generate conversations? Do you have social media metrics that you are wanting to hit? Did you find new donors? Did um, did you have uh, donors who returned? How many years have they uh, donated? Uh, was there a gym that raised their hand during the process? Um, and so there are some specific metrics that people can measure. Um, and I think it's important to not 
just focus on the money. I think it's important to look at those other metrics as, as well. And I see this entire um, fundraising experience as an experiment. So every time we do a campaign, every time we write a letter, every time we send an email, every time we get to sit down and talk to a donor, it's an opportunity to learn something and implement it the next time we do that, that exercise. So I see it all as learning and then re-implementation. Great. Any closing thoughts, Tracy? I, I, I absolutely agree with, with Jacqueline's point of no matter what type of communication you're putting out there for what type of campaign, just know your goal for whatever that communication is. Is your goal strictly fundraising? Is your, is your goal to um, increase social media presence, to gain more followers? So, you know, as fundraisers, we almost always have a fundraising goal in there, but there may be secondary and tertiary goals there um, so that we, we can determine if what we're doing is successful and if the areas that we are uh, spending our time in, are they working and, and or should we be expanding that to something else? Awesome. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you to our guests, Jacqueline and Tracy. It was great hearing all your insights about nonprofit messaging. And thank you to our listeners. I hope you learned some great ways to improve your messaging for your next campaign. On behalf of Nonprofit Pro, I'm Amanda Cole, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Nonprofit Voice. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Nonprofit Voice. You can listen to more episodes of The Nonprofit Voice at nonprofitpro.com slash podcast slash the hyphen nonprofit hyphen voice. And remember, for your convenience, you can stream any and all episodes of The Nonprofit Voice on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.